Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Coach My World. I am Renee Roberts and I am your coach for this episode. I hope that you all have been enjoying the episodes so far. I've been having an amazing time doing them for you, coming up with new concepts, new ideas to be able to share in a a psychological slash practical form. So I hope this has been beneficial for you guys. And for those of you that have been encouraging me and giving me feedback, I love you. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone else that's been just listening and vibing to all of these episodes. I want you to continue to share them. I want you to continue to share the wealth that you're receiving. Um, And don't forget that you can check me out on my website at www.iamreneroberts.com. If you need some private coaching, you can book your session today. Book it now. Well, book it after you finish this episode. (laughs) Okay. And also check me out on Facebook and Instagram at I am Renee Roberts. And of course, my ultimate goal is for each episode to be a therapeutic time of self-discovery, healing, and for progress for your life. So let's get our lives rolling forward. Today we are talking about exploring expectations. Now, I have a very, uh, oh, forgive me, I just popped my lips. I did just do that, didn't I? Yeah, feeling myself. But I have a very, I'm very passionate about uh, how we perceive and conceptualize expectations. I believe that for too long uh, we've seen expectations from one, you know, just from one view when it is so much broader than what we've been uh, conditioned to believe, what we've been trained to do or think uh expectations are wide. And so I want to just kind of explore them a little bit. There's not much exploration we can do in 20 minutes, but we're going to get as much of it in as possible. Uh, Because, you know, with expectations, it is definitely natural. So if you're one of those people that have, have given up on expectations and you've said to yourself, I will never expect anything else, then you are doing yourself a disservice. Why? Because we as human beings, it's innate for us. It is part of our nature. Uh, but what we have to start doing now is not stopping the expecting, but being, you know, just being a little more understanding concerning what expectations are and how to handle when people don't meet our expectations. Yes. So we don't want to stop expecting. We want to start learning how to manage our expectations, and we want to start learning how to uh, manage how we receive the expectations of others, if that makes sense. Now, you guys, excuse me. You know, this recording is happening in December in Florida. Uh, Don't judge us. It is cool right now. So, um, you know, the sinuses and allergies are just really tripping right now. So if you hear me clearing my voice a little bit, I'm going to try to minimize it. But if you hear it, just it's not COVID. It's my sinuses. (laughs) Okay. But getting back to doing yourself a disservice, when we stop expecting uh, that's we're using. That means we're using it as a coping mechanism to deal with disappointment. So instead of stop, instead of not expecting anymore, start learning how to deal with your disappointments. Uh, disappointments are part of life. 
No, they're not comfortable. No, they don't feel good. No, we don't like to hear. No, we don't like people to fail us. But the reality is this. People are going to fail us. People are going to disappoint us. Now, how we handle that disappointment will determine our degree of health. How healthy are you? How emotionally healthy are you? Do you handle these disappointments with uh, optimism? Or do you say to yourself, don't worry about me. I would never expect another thing out of you. You know, that is not optimism. And, and neither am I saying, you know, just put your expectations back out in the earth like that again. But to say you're just never going to do something that's natural to do, you are literally harming yourself. So we want to start learning how to cope by dealing with our disappointment, not using uh, a lack of expectations as a coping mechanism. Now, it is okay to have low expectations, right? But not no expectations. Hey, that rhyme. So we want to go low sometimes, but not ever do we want to go no. Uh, because now we're limiting something that God has really instinctively created us with, which is to expect certain things. Now, healthy expectations are so difficult for people that are injured or broken to understand. Uh, why do I say that? Because when you have healthy expectations, a broken or injured person does not know what that really looks like. And it looks opposite of what they expect. Because when, and if you're like me, I've been broken, I've been injured. And some of my expectations in that state were not reasonable we all can kind of agree with that, I'm sure. And if not, I want you to just kind of see it from a reflective state and try to catch what I'm saying. You know, during those times, during those seasons, my expectations were so unreasonable. And guess what? In individuals that had healthy expectations, I looked at them as if they had the issue. Uh, but we have to start being okay with understanding how injured people or, or broken people perceive and how they uh, take in your expectations and vice versa, how they, how they give expectations because they literally are coming out of a place that is not whole. So we want to make sure whether we're on either side of the coin that we have an understanding of that. Um, we are creating more problems than solutions. We are uh, becoming more discontent than content when we don't manage uh, these, these things that we're feeling concerning expectations. And so we don't want to keep living life in a discontented and, and, and um, you know, uh, a lack of zeal way. We want to start living life according to expectancy, you know, but because expectancy is also hope. You know, people that deal with suicide ideation, the greatest factor about suicide ideation is that they have lost hope. That means they don't expect anything else ever again in life, so much to the point that they want to take their lives. And so we, we understand that that is not a healthy way of thinking to say, I don't want, I don't have any expectations. Why do we dwell in fear? Fear of being disappointed? Fear of being let down again? It's okay. It's a part of life. No, I know. 
I know I sound crazy right now. I'm not saying you're going to like it or you're going to enjoy it or that it's something that you should always have to fight or contend with. But what I am saying is that sometimes it's okay. You know, we just have to embrace it and keep moving forward uh, and shift our expectations. But we'll get into that. We'll get into that. So I have a few things I wrote down statement wise that I want to kind of convey to you dealing with this. So bear with me. Let me see. I, I have on my glasses today. So I'm trying to read little print. <laughs> Here it is. Okay. Here's the first one I want to share with you. Expectations and standards are two different things. Now, if you follow me on my social media platform, platform you know that every Saturday morning I do a uh, Saturday encouragement. I call it SE. And um, the SE family, we're always chatting about just practical things. And this is one of those topics that we talked about. Uh, we talked about expectations, and I gave them this same particular principle uh, that standards and expectations are two different things. Okay, I'm going to differentiate them for you. Now, expectations are beliefs that someone will or should achieve something birthed out of desires. Got that? So it's the, it's the expectate, we expect, we expect that someone will or should achieve something. And this comes out of our own desires, all right? Now, standards are a set of guidelines or ideas of how you will conduct yourself. And these standards are birthed out of your needs. So we have expectations versus standards. We have desires versus needs. I want us to become more focused on our needs. We have to start building or creating stronger standards in our lives. Now, a standard should not be based on someone's physical ability, uh, someone's race, someone's religion. I mean, those types of things, uh, those we're really kind of... Um, what's the word? I'm like, we're, we're going to blur the situation when we start dealing with things that we, that people really can't control or change. Uh, we want to focus on the standards. What, what kind of things do you want in your life or what kind of people do you want involved in your life that are going to meet certain values that you have for life? How you view life, how you do life, how you live life. Uh, are the, are the, are the, are the other people's uh, beliefs and systems congruent with how you believe. Those are important in raising standards for our lives, standards for our living. And based on those standards, we can then begin to create healthy expectations. Our, our desires should be birthed out of our need um, to fulfill those standards. Though our expectations should be birthed out of the need to fulfill those standards. So if I have high, high standards set, then my expectations should kind of flow with that, right? But the issue is we try to go the other way. We want to have expectations and then we think about standards. No. You need to reverse that, get those standards in order so that you can now begin to function out of healthy expectancy. All right. Here's another point. Create foundational standards and be flexible with everything else. Just like I was just saying, you got to start creating those those foundational standards in your life and then everything else who cares? You know, certain things just won't matter. And listen, as you get older, I am talking from experience as you get older, certain things really don't matter anymore, 
right? You know, where it used to be back in my day, you know, the color of the skin or, or how, no, it's never been about how much money. I've always been like a thug girl, um, gangster girl. So money wasn't the issue, but you know, you needed to, you couldn't be ignorant though. You needed to have some kind of vocabulary and you had to be light skinned, right? I know. I'm sorry. Colorism, is it? I'm so sorry. I know better now, but I'm just going from back back to what was. So these were the expectancies when I was younger. But as I got older, I'm like, honey, skin tone really does not matter. Uh, you know, um, what else doesn't matter? Well, money still matters. Like you, you have to, well, money matters now, I should say. You know, credit scores matter now. You know, how much debt are you in? You know, like is FBI on your trail? Like, you know, things like that. They matter now, right? <laughs> a little shy of getting a background check on you uh, to make sure that your standards are, you know, that they're comparative to mine and not contrasting me. When we begin to create these foundational standards, you have to ask yourself, where do I get the sense of power to think and merely that merely expecting others to behave the way I want them to will make them behave that way? Where do I get that idea that just because I expect them to, they're going to change and do what I expect them to do? Uh, if you can't answer that, that is not a foundational uh, standard. You're, those are literally just your personal preferences and personal desires. You know, and also, why do we get angry? What, what's up with us that we get so angry when people, with people when they fail to meet our expectations? We have to deal with why we're so angry. We can't change why they didn't meet, meet the expectations. Remember, expectations are not rules. They're, they're just simply something we expect. They're simply something we desire. Why are we all up in a, you know, we're, we're in a fit because they did not fulfill our expectations. And I'm not saying, listen, I'm not uh, trying to invalidate the way you feel when people don't uh, meet your expectations. But you have to ask yourself why sometimes. Why? Why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? Because here's the reality People cannot give what they don't have. And here's another reality. They don't have to give what they do have. That is their choice. That is their option. And you have the same option. So we have to learn to respect that and, and mature in that mental and emotional space that, that, learn, that understands that it's okay. It's okay if they can't meet it. It's okay if they didn't meet it. Does it feel good? No. Did it disappoint me? Yes. Is it going to just make me stay angry? Absolutely not because I do understand. Here's another point. We are not born to live up to others' expectations, and others are not born to live up to ours. Get that in your mind. And like we like to say in the church room, get that in your spirit. <laughs> We're not born to live up to others' expectations, and other people are not born to live up to ours. So we have to stop placing so much pressure and demand on people to do things that they were not created to do and vice versa. Stop taking the pressure from people that are trying to get you to do things that you were not created to do. Just because you expect it does not mean I have to do it. Hello. And just because I expect it does not mean you have to do it. I know this is such an unorthodox way of looking at expectations, but I want you to get it from both 
angles. Yes? Here's another one. Your expectations do not make you entitled to receive what you're expecting. And I just said that again. I'm using what they call redundancy. So I, I want you to get it from all ways of me saying it. But your expectations do not make you entitled. Stop acting like you're entitled. There's no entitlement with expectations. Just because you're expecting it doesn't mean that you're going to, ex you're going to get it. You know, this is not talking about faith. You know, as, as Christians or as believers, Christ followers, we believe that, you know, by faith, when we, when we have faith in God, um, believing for something that we get it, but we have to be so careful that we're not crossing that fine line of we're expecting our own desires. Remember having faith, uh, Line, it has to line up with God's will for our lives. So we understand that it's not just about believing for what we want, uh, because that's literally expectations. You can expect all day, but we know that even in believing and having faith, faith, I was just about to make another statement. I'm getting excited. Here it is. Listen, this is why half of us get mad with God and we want to act like we don't want to believe anymore because God didn't meet our expectations. He never promised to meet our expectations. So if he has not put that pressure on us, why? Tell me why are we putting it on other people? Stop putting those expectations on people and stop taking things that are not yours. Here's another one. Here's what fulfilling expectations require. It requires trust. It requires a capacity to fulfill. It requires empathy. It requires selflessness. These are things that we each have a choice to employ. We all can choose to, to employ trust. We all can choose to employ the capacity to fulfill. We can choose to employ empathy, selflessness. We can choose these things. Understand that these things are requisites to fulfilling expectations. So if you're in a, a relationship, not just a romantic, but any type of relationship, understand that when I uh, either put expectations out or I'm being expected for, to, to, to meet expectations, understand that, listen, do I have all of these prerequisites set up in my life? Or does the individual have these uh, prerequisites set up in their lives? Because sometimes we're setting ourselves up for failure. We're setting ourselves up to be disappointed. You already know that individual did not have any of these things on this, this list. Or you already know this individual only had one or two. And vice versa, you may be the person that does not have any of these things on your list. So no one can really expect to get certain things fulfilled in an expectation fashion. So... Those are the fulfilling expectations. That's what's required. That's what's needed. I'll read it one more time. Trust, capacity, empathy, selflessness. We got to get those, get those, come on, get those things working in our lives. Now, here's what expectations should be. They should be realistic. They should be agreeable. They should be clearly defined. Now, this is when we are directing the expectations towards someone. They should, and when you're hearing them, they should be realistic. You know, you, you can't expect others to do uh, what's, what's your interest, but then you don't want to do what's their interest. That's not, uh, that's not realistic. Or you want somebody, you're expecting someone to do something that they don't care to do. That's unrealistic, right? Because realistic expectations do this. They provoke growth. 
they provoke expansion and unrealistic ones they create bondage and frustration so if you're fighting with bondage and frustration as it pertains to expectations then you are probably in the fantasies fantasy zone not in the realistic zone we want to start creating realistic expectations expectations that are going to produce growth and flourishing in all of our connections all of our relationships the second thing I said, realistic, I said agreeable. Agreeable. Expectations should be mutual. They should be, uh, there should be reciprocity. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, not just in agreement or acknowledgement, but also in implementation. So in other words, if I'm giving expectations, then I have to be open to receive some as well. And we both have to mutually agree to implement these things in our connection, in our relationship. So they should be agreeable. So I said realistic, realistic, agreeable. And the third one, clearly defined. It is important to communicate your expectations. I don't know how many people I've talked to, how many people I've coached that just never thought about communicating expectations. I'm thinking, well, what the heck? Like, are they supposed to be read through osmosis? Like, how do people know what you expect if you never communicate and you never articulate them? Communication is conveying the message. Articulation is how you convey that message. So you can't be very, you can't be so, uh, uh, what do you call it, cloudy with your, you know, or ambiguous with your expectations. Be very clear and be open to someone saying to you, I hear you, but I'm sorry, I can't meet that. And on the other side of it, that's the other part of the communication. If you're the one that's receiving the expectations, you can let them know simply, I cannot, I, I can't, I'm sorry, I hear you, but I cannot fulfill those expectations. You know, we can avoid using words like you should, you should do this, you should do that. No, that is not clear. That's become that's that's becoming demanding and expectations should never be demanding. Always be open to hear the other person's perspective when you're putting expectations out there. And always remember that your motive or their motive should never be to change each other. That's not what expectations are for. So if your expectations are falling in these um unclear places, these ambiguous spaces, clear them up. You want healthier, vibrant relationships. And we want to make sure that we're not allowing expectations to be the demise of that healthy and vibrant relationship that we're longing for. So that was just a little bit of exploring these expectations. I know it's probably ruffled your tail a little bit. It's probably made you question life, so to speak. But that's what Coach Marrell is all about, shifting perspectives, changing lives, and giving us a greater outlook on what health and holistic care is all about. So I hope this has been beneficial for you guys, especially as we're entering into holiday seasons. Uh, watch those expectations so that you won't be so disappointed. And if you are disappointed, let's learn to manage that a little better. It makes life a lot easier. I'll catch you guys next time. Have a good one.